The agricultural sector has been on a tear for the last two years, helped by good rains and surging commodity prices. It's a complex sector, not without some challenges, as farmers have to adjust to the realities of the push for more sustainable farming and, of course, rising input costs. There's no easy solution to dealing with these challenges, but farmers are resilient and have done incredibly well in continuing to grow the sector, both for the local and export markets. Joining us to discuss this and the challenges facing farmers is John Hudson, Head of Agriculture at Nedbank. Hi, John. Good to have you back on again. In spite of the challenges, the agricultural sector continues to thrive, it seems. How have farmers managed to do this, given the tough conditions that they're facing? Yeah, thank you. Farmers have had to deal with challenges over a long sort of period of time. This is not new to the sector. And I think, in fact, that's what makes the sector strong. With very little support from government, farmers have had to deal with these challenges. And therefore, I think the sector has built up this resilience to withstand challenges. You know, more recently, we are seeing climatic challenges on the rise, which is, you know, which is concerning. But I must say that I think over time, the squeeze in margins has been there and farmers have had to deal with that. And one of the ways or two of the ways that they've done that is the adoption of technology and then also just getting bigger, you know, the economy of scale. So I think between those two, they've managed to combat the cost price squeeze. But really what this has meant is that precision farming has come to the more. Precision farming has come to the fore and therefore you see farmers doing more with less. And that's the bottom line. They are more efficient more productive, and they have the ability to stay in the game. I think farmers as well uh, need to take a longer-term view. And it's really important that in the tough times or your downturn times, that you keep your farming uh, business healthy. So those productive assets need to stay healthy, you know, because you are possibly in the citrus game, for example. It's really important that in the tough times, you keep your factory, if you want to call it that, in the best state possible um, so that when the uh, terms of trade turn, you can make the best of it. And, and you know, I think in many ways that's what farmers do. They, they need to put aside in the good times to deal with the bad times. South Africa is considered a semi-arid country with low rainfall. With this in mind, water efficiency, making the most of limited resources is crucial, and this is going to become a big issue in the years going forward. Expand on the need for using water sparingly and what agriculture is doing to make the most of its water. Yeah, water is really important. I think without water, we would struggle. And, you know, farmers use up to between 60 and 70 percent of the sort of allocated water. And therefore, it's of vital importance that farmers use it wisely. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that with climate change rising, we need to look after natural resources and water being one of them. So it's, it's hugely important to me from a water uh, management point of view, a water efficiency point of view, and therefore, again, technology has played a role which has allowed farmers to really make the most of this limited resource. And, you know, what I need to add here, this is not about or, or not only about pumping water out of irrigation dams, it's also about improved soil health. So if you look at soil health, Um, And one might argue that soil health has been depleted around the country. But a focus on soil health, getting your soil structure right, getting your carbon levels up, really means that the water retention capacity of of soil um, is much improved. And and that's also important because going into a drought period or dry spells, that availability of water to plants is crucial. And therefore, 
you know, better soil structure, better soil health, as I indicated, is part of this puzzle. So, you know, there's multiple ways to look at water. You know, one other would be is farmers, and I see a lot of farmers doing this and looking at biodiversity and the sort of restoration of their wetlands, etc. So important for us that we look at it in a wider context. So it's not only about water use, but it's about our water courses, you know, how we look after those water courses, how we get the wetlands back into a really good state. They are the sponge that then sort of releases water. So we have a lot of rainfall at times and we're having good rains at the moment, thank goodness. But you want those wetlands to act as a sponge to release water into our water courses. So, you know, I think there's a lot of work being done on water and there's a much better understanding of what we need to do, which is really good. And I focus on that important point of that, you know, farmers and if you look at agriculture, we use between 60 and 70 percent of the water. So, yes, it's a major issue for us. You mentioned that farmers have become more resilient and that's part of the, you know, the circumstances and the professionalism, I guess, that has been required of the farming sector over the years. But what are some of the elements required to ensure the agricultural sector remains sustainable in the future? I mean, we know, for example, that the European Union, if you're going to be exporting to that, that they really are going to be looking at quite some detail into your sustainability practices, correct? You know, I think sustainability um, in its wider context is a massive focus area. And that, you know, whether we're now talking about water, energy, uh, carbon neutral, you know, if we're looking at biodiversity, looking at food wastage, etc., all these things are really important going forward. And I think the sustainability credentials of farmers and value chains, for that matter, are going to be scrutinized. There's no doubt in my mind it's going to become extremely important. But I want to add to this, though, because it's not only about European buyers putting pressure on us. There's really good reason to do this, because I think if you're looking at building resilience in your business, you're looking at better dealing with climate change going forward. And therefore, we we see farmers adopting these smart climate principles and technologies to really allow them to do more with less. And I've mentioned that a few times. But I think resilience is much wider than just focusing on one or two aspects. So if you put it all together, you're starting to look at a business which is is looking to address its business risk. And and this is what I, I really want to link up in this part of the interview is that business risk is you know, the risk that farmers face on a day-to-day basis. So that is independent of, of the way that the farmers finance, but it's all the other risks facing farmers. And what you do see, for example, is that climate risk is right at the top, you know, of business risk. It, it therefore impacts on the business. And farmers, I think, are getting far better at dealing with business risk. They understand the risk and they understand what needs to be done. And therefore, this is, is allowing them going forward to build much better much stronger, resilient farming businesses, which I think is crucial. And so it's, it's, a, it's a mixture of, in some cases, what farmers want to do at a personal level, you know, use less water, use less energy, for example, improve the biodiversity, look at corridors of farms for the natural movement of game. There's a lot of personal reasons why farmers might do it. But if you then link it up with the business risk, and this is where you see that, um, that flip in the, in the switch, so to speak, it just makes so much sense to do it because if you're dealing with business risk, you've probably got a far better chance of financial sustainability as well. John Hudson, Head of Agriculture at Nedbank. We're going to leave it there. Thank you very much, John. Yeah, thank you, Kieran. Good to speak to you again.